Hey, welcome back. Glad that you're here with us again this week. Uh, it's so exciting to see all that God's doing uh, in and through uh, this movement. We, we believe that we're a kingdom movement growing together by loving God and loving the world. I'm just discovering as we step in and simply operate in the design that God has for us, when we're not working to try to build a territory or keep and hoard material for ourselves, you get to see the, the power of God move way beyond what you're capable of creating. And next week, we're going to be talking about what it looks like when we step in in little ways, those little things become big things. It's like this ripple effect of how God uh, does His work. As we step in and actually be obedient, those obedient steps uh, ripple forever, and they never stop. And this is the God way that we're invited into. And so we'll be talking about that next week. Hey, before we start, uh, here's what I'm going to ask that you do. Would you hit pause on this And would you go do something for me? Would you go on YouTube or you go on iTunes, whatever it is, wherever you find your music? And I want you to listen to a song. Uh, Maybe you've heard it before. I guarantee you many of you have heard it before. But would you go check this song out? Go check Graves to Gardens by uh, Elevation Worship. And I want you to go listen to that song. And then I want you to come back and then let's talk. Right now, go look that up. Graves to Gardens, Elevation Worship. Uh, On whatever music platform you have, go check it out. And let's, let's continue our conversation. That song is one of my favorite songs uh, in this season of my life because it rings so true uh, deep within me. Uh, there's, there's a couple camps as you listen to this song. You, it either resonates deeply or you say, man, that, that's a great sound. Um, but there's a few phrases in that song that just, that just really grip me deep, deep within. Uh, but I've searched the world. And many of you have searched the world, uh, but it didn't fill you. Like it didn't complete, it didn't satisfy. And then you ended up coming to this place where you called out to a name, the name was Jesus, and you felt the satisfaction, the thing that you knew you were in search for but didn't know how to get came to you. What that song talks about is what the Bible talks about in the good news. The good news is not simply changing a behavior. The good news is that a loving God breathes life into something that is dead. What the Bible teaches is that our soul, like our spirit man, is actually dead inside until the God of the universe breathes life. I can't understand like the wisdom of God in this, that you get to choose and yet God meets you in your choosing. I I don't understand. I really don't. But at some point, he's calling every single one of us, and you have a deep understanding that I need satisfaction. I need completion. Now, how do I get it? And all of life, all of humanity is this search for completion. It's this search for the truth. And all along the way, God has blared his message to this world that I am the way. And when Jesus came, he says, I want to give you the life you were actually in search for. You don't know that you're in search for it, but I am the the thing that will actually satisfy. Those of us who have come to that place and said, Jesus, I will reach out to you for the satisfaction. I will reach out to you for life. I'm in search for it and I haven't found it. Life to dry bones is what that song's talking about. From a grave to a garden, it's what begins to happen. Now, if you're not there yet, I want to tell you that you can be today on Valentine's Day of all days, you can meet the lover of your soul. And, it said, and the scriptures are very clear. 
If you look to be satisfied, he wants to be everything that you need and everything you've actually been searching for. He wants to complete you from the inside out, not from the outside in. You can't be completed from anything outside. That's what the word teaches us. So right now, if if you've never called out to the name Jesus, you can call to him right now and be completed from the inside out. It's just simply recognizing that I'm actually not alive inside. I'm in search for life and I'm in need of life. What I've done in search for is what the Bible would say is is sinful. Like if I haven't actually called out to God and haven't uh, received him to actually be the life, I've chosen other things. The Bible says that that's sin and it creates this giant divide in our lives. There is this giant divide, but what can separate or what can break the divide? The love of God. And in the midst of you searching and choosing every single other thing other than the God of the universe, he says, I'm here to love you right now. I want to throw all of those things out, never to be remembered by me. I just want to enter a relationship with you. I love you. And I displayed it by coming and paying the penalty for your wrongdoing. I paid it. Now receive my gift for you, which is my love and my presence. Have it. Call out to Jesus and you can have it. In this season of my life, I am learning the power of the name. And if you've never called out to the name, I just want to tell you, it's actually a battle. It's a spiritual battle. And this isn't easy. It's hard. And when you try to call out to the name, there's going to be something that says, don't do that. Don't do that. There's a battle that literally happens. And if you're in that battle mode where you're back and forth, you don't know what to do, would you reach out to us? I would love to connect with you. I would love a conversation with you. If you've got questions, no question is off limit to me uh, or any of our people that you can connect with. But on our website, just, just click connect and there's a form. And I'd just love to connect with you and help you in the journey any way that you need. Uh, we are here for you. And I, we're doing this for you. And we're glad to open up the word for you today. But this is an important conversation because the rest of the message is really targeted toward the kingdom of God. And the way that we enter the kingdom of God is that we receive a king and his name is Jesus. Once you've received the king and his name is Jesus, you enter into a new kingdom that has a set of rules. Now, what are those rules? And we want to talk about some of those today. So very, very important. This message is not going to make a whole lot of sense, nor should it, because this is not about changing your behavior until you've actually received Christ. And from the wellspring of life, then we look for a directive from our king. But first, we need a king. Call out to Jesus. You can have that right now. The next step is baptism. And so that's what we're going to be doing live in our service uh, today. And we will show you that video next week. So be prepared. I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, We baptized my neighbor. And so I'm excited to bring that uh, to uh, the the big screen. Uh, Now, believer, brother, sister, I have a very important thing that I want to share with you now. And if you're looking onward, continue watching. We'd love for you to engage and learn. I'm walking the street, and I come across a guy, and this happened a few months ago, so it's it's just been resonating. It's like been really mulling over in in my spirit. I run across a guy, and um, he worked at Crystal. Crystal Burgers. By the way, I love me some Crystal. 
Now, Pastor Crystal, I want a little, I want, I want crystal and che- cheese crystals. Uh, some of y'all are like, you're disgusting. I'm turning you off right now. But like, listen, whatever. I don't care. I have no apologies. I love crystal. It's fun. Uh, so I meet a guy, works at crystal, and um, I connect with him because I believe that God sent me to him. I'm asking him how I can lift him up. And he says, oh, man, like, I, I, I got Jesus. I know Jesus. I said, man, that's great. I said, how can I lift you, my brother? And he said, man, I'm just trying to really improve myself, but I feel stuck. What do you say there? Because my man that I'm talking about, uh, maybe potentially, probably, lives next to you or lives with you at your house or is at the grocery store where you go or works in the cubicle next to you, wherever in your life, this person is right around you. Or maybe, in fact, it's something like you. I've been there. Understand it. So if you're in this season of life where you're like, I don't know where to go. I feel stuck. I'm not getting to where I want to get, and I feel discouraged. That's ultimately where it takes you. If you're not where you want to be, discouragement is inevitably the place. Psalm 3.3 is so encouraging, but it talks about that the Lord is the lifter of our head. And I don't know about you, but when, when things weigh heavy upon me, my head goes down. And that's where I found this guy. His head was down. But this is a brother. This is, this is somebody who's experienced life change. And yet his head is down. What do you say here? Let's discover that together. Because I believe it's everything that Jesus talked about. Because I believe as we accept what Jesus said, there is no way for our head to stay down. It's what the apostles said. On every side, I'm being crushed. I'm perplexed at everything that's happening in my life. But inwardly, I'm being renewed day by day. That means inwardly, like nothing's stopping me. Outside, everybody looks and like, yo, you live the most miserable life ever. But inwardly, there is life and joy and hope and peace. And so, y'all, why are we, some of us, me included at times, listen to me, I'm with you. I'm not talking down to you. I'm, I'm with you. Why does the inward man sometimes feel like we are wasting away? And I want to tell you today, I believe that it is tied to belief. It is tied to belief. You'd be like, Jay, that's so generic. Would you go on a journey with me and discover this today? The Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, hey, hey, listen, Jesus, how will we see the kingdom? Like, what, what, what's it going to look like? Listen to what he says in Luke 17, 20 and 21. He says, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there. Listen to this. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Can I speak to the church for a second? There are so many fads where we find the next move and we say, there it is. This guy's more exciting. And I want to tell you, the kingdom of God is not necessarily a certain personality. Listen, listen. 
you're going to be sorely disappointed when you join movements and you look for the kingdom of God to be something you can visibly observe and say, here it is because of X, Y, or Z. Here it is. I finally found it because I got to the place I was looking to get to. I finally got to it because I'm a part of something that has 100,000 people at it. I finally receive it because this guy makes me feel a certain kind of way. I want to tell you, maybe some of those things might have some elements of truth to it. But ultimately, what Jesus was saying is, look, where you are, so is the kingdom. And some of us are looking to observe the kingdom and we're evaluating life in places where we're at. And we're like, oh, the kingdom's not here or the kingdom's not here. The kingdom is everywhere. It is. It's here and now and coming sometime soon. (laughs) And that's something we'll have to unpack at another time. But the kingdom of God is not easily easily observed with visible uh, signs. They were looking for a certain way to know that the kingdom of God was finally showing up. He's like, hey, listen, the kingdom of God is here. What would have happened if this guy at Crystal knew that the kingdom wasn't a place for him to go find somewhere else, but it was at Crystal's? What if he knew that? What if we knew that the kingdom wasn't something to go in search for? It's actually right where I am, right now, here and now. But many of us, many of us, me included, I miss the the kingdom movement because I'm in search for something and I don't know what it is. And surely it's not here because it's got to look different than this. But what does the kingdom look like? Jesus said, look, you can't visibly evaluate the kingdom. The kingdom is here and now. It's among you now. If that's true, listen, every single one of us is operating in a spiritual kingdom right now. We're a part of it. So there's this fascinating idea that once you're reborn, you step into a kingdom that's operating alongside, it's almost like if you love the sci-fi stuff, it's like another dimensional place, but it's operating right alongside parallel to the physical universe. We are a part of that thing that's in operation. It's here and now. But if you're looking for kingdom evidence in something you can easily observe and box it in and you say, oh, the kingdom looks like a stage with a guy who preaches the word. Yes, part, yeah, yeah, it does. But I would say the kingdom is also in the kitchen at Crystal's. And there's different uh, kingdom partners at every one of these locations. Every single one of us has a different purpose in the kingdom, but we all have a unified purpose and mission because we got the same king. We preach the same message. So I don't care if you got a stage and you preach the word. You preach the same word at crystals that I will preach from the stage. We're the same. But you just got a different place in the kingdom. My job in the kingdom is to help everybody, equip everybody to say, look, man, like where you are, that's kingdom. And you've got a purpose right where you are because the kingdom is among you. So are you searching for a kingdom outside of where you are? I want to remind you. Now, this is what Jesus says. The kingdom is among you. 
now. Be liberated by that. Some of us have been in fear that we're missing the opportunity that God has for us. That's I, I've ta- Everyone I talk to, the greatest fear is, I'm going to miss what God wanted me to do. Don't miss what God has you right now. The first thing that I really want to dive in and understand for every single one of us, and I believe this is going to liberate our church, this is going to liberate kingdom, this is going to liberate many, many people, is to be present wherever you go. Some of us aren't present now because we're searching for some kind of tomorrow that we don't even know what it looks like. And if you don't know what tomorrow should look like, you'll never ever get there because you don't know what you're looking for. Be present wherever you go. The kingdom of God is here among you. Now, how does Jesus model this for us? And then how do we see that play out? Look, check it out. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Jesus traveling through a town. And where did he travel? He traveled through Samaria, and he finds the woman at the well. Now, why does Jesus stop at a woman at the well when he's trying to reach through Samaria? He's going through Samaria. He's trying to reach the whole town. And so if he's got this concept in his mind of how he's going to advance the kingdom, then the best idea or the best thing that I could conjure up is that he walks down into that town and he just sets up shop and does some kind of miracle and preaches the message and we'll see what happens. But he stops at a woman at the well. Why does he stop at the woman at the well? Now go to Luke 19 where he's walking down the street and he stops at a guy in a tree named Zacchaeus. And he says, Zacchaeus, Today, I got to go to your house. And everybody around Jesus be like, doesn't he know that this is a notorious sinner? (laughs) Like, doesn't he know who he is? Why would he ever make these decisions to do these stupid things? They wouldn't advance his kingdom. But what Jesus understood is he was present in the here and now, and he knew kingdom. He knew the idea of kingdom, and he taught it so well. It's what gave him freedom to actually reach the woman at the well, because he knew kingdom was here and now. It's what gave him the freedom to look up into a tree as he saw somebody breaking the rules of culture, looking in, desiring to know, and he connects to that. Ultimately, it's the decision of kingdom that actually advances kingdom. But Jesus connects to the truth meets a woman at the well, and the whole town of Samaria gets reached. This is how the kingdom works. But we've got to operate with a kingdom mentality to begin to see big-time kingdom wins. But it's often going to go against our own rationale or psyche of this whole thing. Check it out, Luke 22. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was going to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, now he's changing the rules. Let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, the one who reclines at table or one who serves? 
Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. <laughs> what is Jesus saying? How do I become great in this kingdom? Do you ever want to do something great? Do you want to be great? I know that day that my man that worked in the cook, as a cook at Crystal's wanted to do something great. He wanted to improve himself, become the best version of himself. That is the same old adage as all generations before us. And if you desire to do something great, I say awesome. That is wonderful. I don't think it's a bad thing. The guys with Jesus wanted to be great. How did Jesus say that they could be great? Because listen, if you believe that the way to greatness is that you accumulate and you get served, then you will find yourself eventually sorely disappointed. You'll either achieve that and get it, and it won't be what you thought it was, or you will find yourself in search in this giant rat race of service. Jesus turned it on its head and said, hey, listen, the Gentiles, in other words, these guys outside of the sphere of the Jews, which in the Bible often refers to uh, sinners, people outside of the faith, this is the way they operate. Is the greatest among them not the ones who recline at the table as lower than come and serve? In their culture, is it not the greatest among them, the oldest of the family, the heir apparent? He says, look, if you want to be great, and here it is, my friend, if you want to be great, forsake all the measurements of this world. Come on. You don't need to be Lord. You don't need to be served. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, become like the littlest of the family, the youngest. Don't try to get all the, the, the benefits of the family. Don't try to gather all the inheritance for yourself. Don't live in envy of the one who is oldest. Just go ahead and submit and become the youngest. Become the, the least of the family. Don't try to recline at the table and be served. Listen, get up just like Jesus did. He said, hey, in culture, the greatest among you is the one who served. But listen, you know me. I'm the greatest. I came from heaven. Did I come inviting you to come serve me? No, I came serving. Now would you follow me? And you can be something great and you can make great moves. So listen, my man at Crystal, do you want to know what radically changed his life and what radically changed mine when the Spirit of God spoke this verse to me as I'm talking to him? I hadn't thought about it. I didn't know about it, but it just, it just came. When I said, man, don't you know that the greatest among us is a servant? That's what Jesus said. That's what our King said. And you know what I have to probably tell you that nobody tells you? I bet you serve all day long and nobody ever recognizes you. I said, man, to be honest, when I knelt down in Market Square, <laughs> might not be able to see him on the camera. I said, I'm in the presence of greatness. 
the change on this man's face when he realized what I was talking about was true. Brothers and sisters, many of us are so discouraged because unfortunately we bought into the measurements of our culture, which is what Jesus' disciples had done as well. But Jesus just simply invites them, hey, listen, you don't got to operate according to everybody else's measurements. I got a different one. And he said, in fact, many who are greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. How is that possible? Because I guarantee you, some of the biggest kingdom wins of the kingdom today is not easily observed with your eyes. It's a heart thing. Jesus looked at a widow who was giving, and she gave a penny, and he said, that lady gave everything today, and she gave more than everybody. Because listen, God doesn't look at the visible things that everybody else looks at. He looks at what's going on in your heart. And where he's placed you, whether it be crystal or at your house, if you've got kids and you feel like, I can't make big moves, i got children. Hey, listen, that's the biggest thing you can do right now. Serve your children. Serve them to the place where you serve the hell out of them. Go to your job and serve the hell out of the people at your job. But many of us are desiring to be great in a way that culture is desired to be great. And we're missing kingdom wins. We're meant to have kingdom wins. But the only way to do it is to do it the Jesus way. Now, how do we see kingdom win? Be present right where you are. And I'm going to go to where Peter is. As he tells Jesus, you can never serve me. You can never wash my feet. And Jesus says, unless you let me serve you, you have no place in my kingdom. You got no place with me. And then Peter says, then wash my entire body, not just my feet. And so would today, would you allow Christ to be who he said he was. And don't invent a picture that you desire him to be. He wants to serve you. He wants to reveal his love to you. He wants to come as a humble servant and wash your feet. How do you need Jesus to move in your life today? Would you, would you allow him to redefine the wind for you? And would it be, it's going to be a fresh breath when you realize you don't have to achieve something that you're not at right now. Serve right where you are and begin to get kingdom wins. Brother or sister, step in. The kingdom is among you. And everybody that God has placed right in front of you is on purpose. Come on. As we close up today, and I pray this has been such a blessing to you because these passages have been a blessing to me. In Luke 13, Jesus uh, goes into a town and he's preaching in the synagogue, which is kind of like a church gathering place. And he sees a woman who's hunched over. And I would say, like, as I see this image of somebody's hunched over, it's this, this idea of weight sits on her back. And he says, he saw her and he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. The word freed is literally you are divorced from. You are sent away from. I believe right now, if you can receive it, God wants to divorce you 
from a mentality that isn't His. And He wants you to receive from Him a great freedom as you receive the truth of what He said about the kingdom today. Brother and sister, receive and believe the truth. And as you believe the truth, you will be set free right where you are. And He will begin to accomplish His work through you. Right where you are. And as you receive from Him, something like that happens at the woman at the well that we talked about a couple weeks ago, John 4, right where she was. What mattered to her once upon a time did no longer matter. She left her pot right there and ran to the city and just simply told them what she had experienced. And the entire town responded, was ready. Life change depends upon Jesus. If you will join Him and what He's called you into, you will experience alongside Him the reality that this beautiful treasure has been poured into clay jars like you and I. And as we allow Him to pour us out, and we don't try to say, no, not there, don't pour me out there, pour me out somewhere else. Not at Crystal, I need to be somewhere else. We will walk out of discouragement and we will see kingdom wins right where we are. Right where you are. You can have these kingdom wins. Serve like Jesus after you've been served by Jesus and you will experience the life of Jesus. This will bring kingdom wins right where you are. My prayer is it's been a blessing to you. If you've got questions, we'd love to connect with you. Uh, connect with us on our website. Again, that form, connect. Let us know how we can pray for you, walk alongside you, encourage you. But the kingdom is among you, right where you are. And if we can help you in, as you grow in this kingdom together to see advance, let us know. We want to support you and help you any way possible. But I'll leave you with this. Do not forget, we must receive the kingdom win from the king. And we must not make rules that he never made for us. Divorce uh, kingdom culture from this world and grab hold of kingdom culture from his world. The kingdom and the king is alive. I love you guys. See y'all next week. Much love.